0: I think when people think about talking to their audience or talking to the people that follow them, it's almost like they wait until they have a certain amount where they communicate with them. And I think that people don't feel like they have the right to talk to their audience. If they have 5,000 or something and be like, hey, why do you guys follow me? Like, why are you here? Like, why do you listen to Almost 30? Tell us what you want more of. Tell us what you want less of. And you do have to be unafraid to show up and hear what they say and hear what people say. But for the most part, people are so supportive and kind and people want to be heard. People want Mm -hmm. to share their voice and share their insight.
1: Hey there, it is Julie. And today's guests on this podcast likely need no introduction at all because I know that so many of you Listen to their show. I am talking about Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsick the founders of the Almost 30 podcast. They are literally taking the podcast world by storm. Now, their top rated lifestyle podcast is currently on a worldwide tour. How amazing is that? Um, the Almost 30 podcast has been hailed as the best wellness podcast to listen to right now, but have a tour. And Krista and Lindsay have created not only an online space that's amazing, but an offline space where listeners can gather, re- relate, and then really join them in navigating any transition that they have into their best selves. Krista and Lindsay are known for creating real raw and hilarious moments during their weekly interviews with so many fascinating guests. I have had the privilege to be on their podcast as well, which has just come out. So make sure to head over to Almost 30 Podcasts when you get done listening to this episode and check me out on their podcast as we had a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Now with over 12 million downloads, their podcast has reached over 150 countries. And I just, I love these women so, so much. We've got to kind of like come up in this podcast world together. We kind of started around the same time. We got to do some events and things like that together. We, we kind of, you know, crossed hairs at conferences and things of that nature. And we truly always have been just advocates of each other's work, of each other's growth, always been there for one another, um, it's really been amazing. And in fact, I love them so much that if you come to their podcast tour stop in Nashville coming up in September, you may see us doing a little something there. So keep your eyes peeled on the newsletter, which you can get at the influencerpodcast.com, because you will not want to miss us live and in action doing something fun. So just stay tuned. Now, Before we get to it, I want to give a quick shout out to our reviewer of the week, and it is Caro Guerrero, and she says, I've been listening to this podcast now for about two months, and I binged it from start to finish. Dang, girl, there are so many golden nuggets. Whether you are converting a passion to a side hustle like myself or already established for years, there are incredible takeaways from this podcast. Julie is a fantastic interviewer and gets to the core of her guests, from wisdom to motivation, from failures to victories. This podcast shares the entire scope of entrepreneurship in today's market. Whether you're an influencer brand or entrepreneur, there is absolutely knowledge that can be applied to any business in regards to growth, marketing, operations, and value. Cannot wait to continue to listen in real time every Wednesday. Thank you so much for that thoughtful feedback. I so love to honestly like get to know you guys, to hear from you. This is one of kind of the easiest ways to do it is by you guys leaving a review. And so I can highlight that, but it, it does, it makes me kind of take a lot of, um, internal inventory, you know, to kind of see the words that you use to describe the podcast, to describe the things that have really helped you. And it allows me to level up myself and to continue to show up and serve you guys in a way that you find helpful because it's not about me and what I may think is helpful for you, but it's really about what you find helpful. So if you want to let me know what that is, what that helpfulness is, then head over to iTunes, leave us a review, subscribe to the podcast or whatever platform that you listen to this podcast on. So we can highlight your review in an upcoming episode and make sure to screenshot today's episode and hashtag Um, the influencer podcast and the almost 30 podcast. Make sure to tag them as well. Let us know that you're joining in today and what your biggest takeaway of today's show is. And then when you're done listening to the show and you check out me on their podcast, head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash the influencer podcast to share more of the conversation there. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I am so good. And I've been having so... a good old day. We have had a good old <laughs> day. So we've gotten I've gotten to to speak to you guys today for your amazing podcast. And then here we are for the influencer podcast. Nice and cozy. Yeah. It's oh, I, know. I
2: love your podcast. Thank you. What's
1: up, Influencer Nation? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> What's up? And I love that we're doing this in person because it just Me brings too. like a new vibe,
0: it's, which is fun. It's so refreshing. Mm-hmm. I love that you just sat on the ground when you got here. I know. I like I a love girl that sits on the ground. I sit on the ground always. Yep. That's oh nice. I'm just going to sit here like grounded,
1: grounded before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I know that a lot of my audience n- knows you both because A lot of them are also your audience, which is amazing. But if they don't know,
0: tell them what's up. Tell them what's up. (laughs) Uh, We are Almost 30 Podcast. I'm Crystal Williams and my partner is Lindsay Simsek. And we started Almost 30 about two and a half years ago when Lindsay and I were going through, you know, the chaos of your late 20s or early 30s and you feel really lost and you feel really alone and you feel like you don't know what you want to do with your life or who you want to be or who you want to be with or what you should be doing. Um, You don't know about finances, all of these things. We just felt like we didn't know anything about and we felt like no one taught us. And we felt like in school, we didn't learn anything that the real world needed or, you know, needed for us to know. So when Lindsay and I met through, you know, some, some fate circumstances, we just were like, could we have a conversation that's broader, that, is more inclusive that brings in others, um, that also educates ourselves. I've been obsessed with podcasting for years. I've loved it for six plus years and I've just loved the medium. So when I proposed to Lindsay that we do a podcast, she was down and, you know, two and a half years later, we've built it to a community all over the world. We have events all over the world. Uh, we have an ambassador program that has about 42 cities that um, have their own conscious, heart centered events in their cities, where they do volunteer, you know, workshops, or they have book club, and then um, we do speaking engagements at you know events that are a fit. But almost thirty is just really grown into you know a community of people and women that are seekers and that dream big.
1: Mm. I want to dive into a lot of that stuff. So f- first, I want I want to hear about your journey in your twenties before you were 30, what would have been the one thing that you needed to hear in your twenties that you didn't, that might've catapulted you to like this idea of knowing that like, there's a space here Mm -hmm. that like we need to show up and serve.
2: I guess I, 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 a lot of things, but the one that sticks out is just like that. I would tell myself that, you know, like, you know, I spent a lot of time just questioning what I, felt, you know, and, and I think there was just a lot of people who were kind of questioning themselves and questioning me. So it was just kind of a natural thing that I picked up. Um, and I was always like, quote unquote, not sure. And looking for others to kind of validate my next move when like truly all along I've known, you know, and like for us women, we're super intuitive. And so to like really listen and we discussed this before where it's like getting quiet enough to just like hear what your heart wants or what your gut is saying is so vital to every move we make. You know, we can't move too quickly because I think or 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 just make moves according to others because then we find ourselves just doing things you know, out out of the heart center. Right. And then we have to like travel back to, and then that's painful, you know? So if I'm always kind of coming from that heart centered place, then I know that I can really trust the process, even if it's challenging, even if it's hard, you know, because I know I'm just coming from that heart centered place.
1: Mm. Why do you think it's so hard for women who are predominantly our listeners, um, to come from that place? What do you think kind of is it a resistance, or is it an an outward um kind of approval thing what 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 do you think from your own experiences
2: i mean i th- I think being heart centered to a lot of people means being like weak or vulnerable or too emotional mm-hmm. and um and i I think that's just specific to anyone's circumstances how they grew up. So some people do grow up being super heart-centered and emotional and like sharing vulnerably. and But some people grow up being told that like, don't share that, keep that to yourself, figure it out, you know, don't cry, whatever it is. So I think for women, you know, especially in this day and age, I'm thinking about like women our age who are in either like corporate America or even just as entrepreneurs, like there's a lot of like masculine energy in business. And so like, we almost feel like we can't lead from that heart centered place because like that won't get us ahead. And so like, I'm hoping that, you know, the way we do business and because we've just seen other women do it too, you know, so we're kind of just a part of the chain that is hopefully reacting to change how business is run. I do think there are really great masculine parts of business that need to be in place, but then it's like. There is a softness that needs to happen in order for, like, the creativity to come through and for, like, the humanness of a business to, to lead rather than just, like, the statistics and the numbers and the money, you know?
0: I think, too, like, when I think about, you know, our community and our listeners, you know, both of ours and not being able to lead from their heart and things that I've experienced through my life that I'm now aware of but still struggle with is even just the physical the physical environment that we put our hearts in. Um, it's the, you know, we're always hunched over looking at our phones. We're always hunched over at our computers. There is EMFs from all of that, that really messes with your energetic field. You know, if we think about ourselves as energy, we have these things, Wi-Fi routers, EMF that are always in constant communication with our beautiful electric body that is made of electricity and electrons. Um, there's the pollution, there's the food, you know, if you're eating a poor diet and you are, um, not treating your body very well, you are going to be thinking about how tired you are, how, you know, anxious you are, how depressed you are. And it's really hard to connect with your heart when your body is in survival mode. So a lot of, You know the practices that people do. If you were to just get up, have coffee, you know, have some type of breakfast that maybe spiked your blood spiked your blood sugar. You go to your office. You don't like your job. You know, you're sitting in a cube. You haven't walked around. Your heart isn't going to want to be open because it's not really safe. If you're doing a job that you hate, you're not treating your body well and you're not prioritizing yourself. So, I mean, it's a it's a very having an open heart space is is one of the most beautiful things, but it's also scary because when it's open, you're going to feel. And so for a lot of women to have it be open and to feel is dangerous. If you are doing something you hate, you are in a job that you hate and you are going to let yourself feel, it gives me chills. It's, it's going to be terrifying and it's going to hurt. So getting yourself out of situations that are potentially keeping your heart to be closed are very, very important to allow it to open and blossom when you're ready.
1: Mm. Oh, this just got me thinking about something. Um, when we aren't open in our hearts, we go to our brains. And I think a lot of time thinking, thinking can be just as addictive to a person as drinking is to an alcoholic. Hundred. hundred. Mm. Um, so I would love to get your thoughts on, on that, because what I hear you both saying is that, um, and I know that we're, we're going to get to co- community cultivation, um, in a bit, but what's coming up for me is that the reason why you guys have been so incredibly successful at community cultivation is because you come from this heart centered place and it's more about leading with your heart and less with your brain and your ego and your thinking. Can you share a little bit about just what you've experienced with that idea of, of thinking as being like this detrimental addiction at times and kind of shutting your heart down?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's still a struggle. I mean, we struggle with it every day. So I I I do think the awareness that like your mind is there <laughs> is like it is you know, part of it and half of it. Um I guess lately it's really been about identifying the thought, really seeing it for what it is and and deciding whether I'm going to believe it or not. You know what I mean? Cuz so many of my thoughts that I have are not really rooted in truth. It's just rooted in either a fear I have or a doubt or, um, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And so I have a choice to believe it. And I, I, I think a lot about, you know, cause we've been doing like energy work for a while now and, in Reiki and, and really like the, the, the pathway. So it's, when the mind is overthinking, like it is affecting what's above and below it. Right. So like I'm unable to connect to source. If I'm so in my head and overthinking, there is a block there. If my heart is, is, um uh, closed, I know that probably there's something having to do also with like me speaking my truth and my sh- throat chakra. Like there's just like a lot of things happening there and there's like a million different combinations that could affect it. But um, yeah, I just, I, it's a constant struggle, but I think the awareness and, and the ability to get quiet, to kind of s- listen and, and see it for what it really is, is super valuable for me. And I can imagine for women who are overthinking, but we don't give ourselves that time because like Krista said, it is kind of scary. It's like, wait, I've been thinking that thought for like ever. Like, I've believed that, that about myself forever. Like, You know, and like where does that come from? And then you have to dive deep. Like all of this is work. You know what I mean? And I think I think uh, you know, I'm realizing that now, like in therapy and just doing different things where I'm like, oh, like this is this is really hard work. Like sometimes I'm in therapy and I'm like, I don't want to really be here right now because it's actually annoying to do this work right now. (laughs) You
0: know? Yeah. And I think that the thinking is the masculine. You know, the thinking Mm -hmm. is the the wanting to do and um, you know, always having something on your to do list, et cetera, and then the heart centeredness is the feminine, so you know we do have a heart centered business, and we are lucky that the content and the community and the experiences that the podcast has provided us allows me to be open hearted because I am very much in my masculine a lot in the business because i'm very i'm obsessed I'm obsessed with with I'm not a perfectionist, but getting things done, getting things done the right way and all of these things. So, you know, for me, it's like, I will mostly be in my masculine. And then when I'm around our community, they help me slip into my feminine because they help me allow and they help me be present and they help me believe. And they help me to just see that no matter what else happens with almost 30, this is enough, you know, having one girl, have it have be impacted by a message that we shared or our guest shared is enough um but it's a struggle and i think a lot of women you know nowadays really do work with this and really do have to do the dance you know very regularly um that's so good if someone was listening right now and
1: they relate to that and you know there's and i think that as a lot of influencers listen to this um, and a lot of solopreneurs, a lot of people who, you know, they, they either work from home or they, they have a full-time job, but it's kind of like they're doing this alone. Um, My friends, as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable, recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers. And you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30 day trial to start your business. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. for sponsoring the show. What would be your recommendation for someone who may be listening and they're like, that's me. You know, I'm the woman that that gets into my head. I'm the woman that's always thinking. I'm the one that is so loyal to that story and so loyal to that way of thinking that I'm terrified to feel anything else. What would be your advice or your recommendation for that woman who has a hard time surrendering to that trust?
2: Mm -hmm. I think what's really helped me is to when i am able to slip into my feminine like finding ways that do that for me whether it's like dance singing taking care of myself taking a bath like just putting on like a like a really feminine outfit and like wearing that for the day which is not my MO normally you know just like just the allowing the receiving too like sometimes I think as women, we find it hard to receive because we're give, give, give. And it really is like a softening to be able to receive what people want to give you, whether it's love or things or opportunities or compliments, you know, just being able to take it in rather than just give, 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 push, 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 out, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think just practical things are like dancing like maybe it's just like a really ooey gooey night to yourself and you draw a bath and you're like writing maybe you watch a movie that just kind of puts you in that like just little things that are you know everyone can do um and you might you might think it's weird you know like this is gonna slip me into my feminine but just like watch I think over time like you'll see the difference you'll see the dance and you can't beat yourself up when you are in your super masculine because there there's a purpose there too You know what I mean? Like when we're in our masculine and we're doing our business thing, that's purposeful. It's, it's pushing the business forward. But then when we're able to really receive, it's like, oh, we can take in all that we've worked on and like really receive it and be like, oh my God, like this has changed our lives and it's changed other people's lives.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good point. Like thinking about having gratitude to the masculine. So it's not Mm -hmm. like, you know, being like, oh, this is bad. Like this is a bad part of me. And, I've, you know, I've never thought about that really until now because there's always, you know, 100%, there's always a percentage of masculine and feminine happening at one time within you. But even honoring and thanking the masculine mm. for the hard work that, you know, the masculine part of you for the hard work that it's brought you to this place where we are doing so much. You know, women are doing things that we would have never dreamed. I am doing something I would have never dreamed a lot in thanks to my masculine helping me work three jobs at one time to build almost 30 with Lindsay. Um, but another thing is in addition to that is I would think about monitoring your thoughts. And I talked about this the other day, but when you have that thought, when you're like, oh shoot, I do realize that I'm thinking too much. And I have this story where I believe that I can't have what I want unless I'm working 14 hours a day, unless I'm slaving away, unless I'm killing myself then the monitoring of your thoughts and the recognition of that thought as something that could be detrimental to you because you are ignoring a part of you, which is your feminine, is really important. And I think when people think about, okay, I'm going to go from being in my masculine all the time to being completely feminine and juicy ooey gooey it seems hard. So to just first look at what your thoughts are telling you and then kind of go from there to think about shifting them and kind of retraining your brain to allow more Mm. than to just go from like zero to a hundred. And I think, I just wanted to add, like, I think too, like
2: we, and I just am speaking from my own experience, hoping that someone would relate, but it's like our dreams for ourselves. We, I think we, we, cut ourselves kind of shorter or don't dream as big as we could because we're either afraid to shine too bright and it might make other people feel bad or insecure or uncomfortable. So it's like, I think the feminine is kind of this dreaming big and just being a little like, you know, it's like fantastical in a way it's like, go there. Why not? You know what I mean? I think the masculine kind of like stops you at a point where it's like illogical and the feminine is able to just like, oh my God, that's that's possible. It is possible. But like, we kind of don't let ourselves go there because then it's like, oh no, I have to like do, do it mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm capable of that. And that's a lot to hold as well.
1: Mm. It just, it's bringing up so much for me because I remember recently I was talking to my girlfriend, Liz Ryder about this and she was telling me, she was like, I was letting her know just about like Things that I've been feeling, and she's like, "Well, you're feeling this way because you've been so locked into your masculine energy, which has been great because it served you so well with business and da da da." But like you, you're having a hard time connecting with the feminine side. And and when she said that, it was like someone was speaking Mandarin to me because I was like, "You're so right," and I've been so disconnected. Like I don't even know how to do that. And I was like, and she was like, "You need to take a bath at night with some Epsom salt." I was like, "That's it." She was like, "Yeah." Just literally, like start start small. Start mm-hmm. just take a bath, and I was like, "Okay, I shall take a bath at night with that You
0: know, like, <laughs> it was just like you like wrote it down your to do list. You're like, "Got it, yes, <laughs> that's that's <right>. <laughs> if, <laughs> yeah, You're Yeah, like, just ordered on Amazon. It yep, thank you. you
2: and done. And <laughs> it, like, <laughs> here, here comes the masculine coming you're in to order, order all about the
0: meet. The calendar invite says bath time,
2: <laughs>
0: and and
1: it was just so funny to me that it's like we can we can get so lost into that that ego, that masculine, that doing yeah. that, all of those things that we, we, we lose sight of just the essence that makes us so like beautiful yeah. and amazing. And it, something as little as like putting lipstick on. I love that. Yeah, You know, that's a good one. just mm-hmm. easy, easy, easy. So thank you for that. I think that that's, it's, it's, fan, it's fantastic. I love that. Um, okay. So I want to talk about community cultivation um, you guys have a fantastic community. I know you touched on it a little bit, um, ambassadors and you do a fantastic podcast tour that, that I want to talk about, but I want to know, you know, I, I, I I kind of get the sense of like why you wanted to do it. Right. We, we've just kind of went into that, but I want to know how, how you guys brought this all about and how this community cultivated. I know that it probably ended up kind of taking off itself at a point, but I would love to know the journey through that.
0: Yeah. I think when, and I don't know if this was on ours or when we were talking with you, but when we talked about the vulnerability thing and you talked about, you know, not being attached to the outcome when you're being vulnerable. So you're going to be coming from an intentional place and you're going to do, do the thing without worrying about the outcome. To be completely honest, Lindsay and I, for the first year or so, you know, didn't think about community cultivation necessarily we were so far in it we were just really trying to get you know our content out keep our heads on straight and then when we started to host events I think the first first event we did was um, a meditation at my friend Erica's house and we had a bunch of girls together and we really just wanted to meet and connect with more women and then we did a free soul cycle ride And when we realized that there were women that were like us, that were listening, that were connecting on parts of what we, our stories that we were very vulnerable about, we kind of, it kind of clicked and we created the secret Facebook group where people just started to share. I mean, when Lindsay and I are sharing on the podcast, it's, you know, it's just us in a room. So that's what it feels like. So when we are sharing vulnerably about things that are very, very near and dear to our hearts, people kind of see that, and they see us as someone that they can possibly share to. So then they share within the community, and now it's been something that you know we are here to serve the community. We are here to serve the people that um, that listen and that connect with one another and that support one another and that support the causes that we're aligned to and support the brands that we're aligned to. And it's become this like self, this like self it just runs itself really you know they support one another without us i don't have to ever worry if they're going to be to the mission brand, mission and values of almost 30 because they live it they've helped us create our mission and values and it's been the most beautiful thing and most reassuring thing to know about humanity really you know as part of the experience in creating the community mm. i loved what you said about they helped you create the mission and
1: values because it's it, to me cuz I could see someone being like, okay, but like, how did you get the audience to be so invested? How did you, you know, how, how do they, how do they treat it like it's theirs? And it's like, because they feel like it's theirs. I mean, I think that that is such a huge thing. And I hope that people really listen to that is that the more that you really tap into your audience and what they're, yes just remembering that there's another human being mm-hmm. on the other end of whatever it is that you're creating with their own shit and thoughts and feelings and challenges and insecurities and joys and all of those things. Um, and really aligning with that. I mean, I think that
0: that is so huge. I think a lot of times with like influencers and solopreneurs or people that have a Instagram audience, it's like, you know, so you have a hundred thousand followers or whatever, and it just looks like a hundred K on your phone. You never think about 100,000 people in a room that are engaging with, that are interacting with, that are seeing your posts, that are seeing your stories. And when you think about it more on that small level of if you made an impact and you changed one person in that 100,000 room, that's what really matters, not like the 100K number on there. So Mm -hmm. I think when people think about talking to their audience or talking to the people that follow them, it's almost like they wait until they have a certain amount where they communicate with them. And I think that people don't feel like they have the right to talk to their audience if they have 5,000 or something and be like, hey, why do you guys follow me? Like, why are you here? Like, why do you listen to Almost 30? Tell us what you want more of. Tell us what you want less of. And you do have to be unafraid to show up and hear what they say and hear what people say. But for the most part, people are so supportive and kind and people want to be heard. People want Mm -hmm. to share their voice and share their insight and help you create. And, you know, one of the most important things is keeping or having people along for our journey. Having people see Lindsay and I make the first couple episodes with a wacky intro that are so goofy and then on our closet floors for seven months doing this, working full-time jobs doing this, and then building it now and being open about what's hard about what we do and being open about what we love. So keeping them along for the ride so they can see themselves in us is also really important. What is hard about what you do?
2: Um... I think it's just like the the expansion of it all is like some t- it as much as it as it is rewarding and incredibly satisfying it's also painful it's like quite literally expanding like our idea of of ourselves of the entity of almost 30 you know, it's like, it's like a child. So like, as you see them grow, it's like, I'm so proud, but I'm also like, I'm uncomfortable. Like, is this the best thing for it? Is this the best thing for our community? You know? So that's why it's so important. You know, I'm so grateful that we have the community because I think about them. We think about them with basically every decision that we make, you know what I mean? Every big decision. And now, you know, because we have more eyes on us and more listeners or more whatever. Now we're getting, you know, these quote unquote bigger opportunities and, you know, people want a part of it, you know, in a way. And now we're having to decide whether that is something we want to do, like join a network or whatever. And, um, you know, we've just, it's, you know, we're grateful for it, but at the same time, like we are we really feel like the way we are doing this is is going to, you know, set a new standard mm-hmm. for women in podcasting, you know, like there's, and you know this, like podcasting is in its infancy. Podcasting is kind of like being run by like men who are in radio for like however many years, you know, and so they're like kind of slapping the radio thing on podcasting. And it just doesn't feel quite right to us. Um, it's working for some podcasters and it's amazing. But for us, we're and for you too, you're just so much more than a podcast. And so like, how can we stay true and aligned to what we believe, to our mission and visions for this, um, but also, you know, progress and expand in a way that will eventually just touch and and reach more and more people. Mm. You know, so to do that has been challenging. Mm. You know, it's a lot of conversations between Krista and I and it's also, you know, reminded us that like our relationship is you know, of utmost importance. You know, we are friends first. And so if that relationship is really healthy and we're able to communicate and be honest and just really support each other. And we've always been like that, but I think, you know, when a business is involved it gets complicated you know so um you know we do that really well and so i just feel really lucky because we have these conversations that are hard and then we can come together and just be like okay like what are our hearts telling us you know
1: what has been that navigation of that intentionality and you know you can be as specific or or, or broad as as you want because this that i just think i find this question very interesting that you both have done a really intentional Job of making sure that you keep the content and the podcasts and the guests really true to yourself. Like you were mentioning, you're not part of a podcast network. You don't do ads that you don't believe in. You don't work with companies and brands that you don't believe in. Um, How has that journey been for you? Um, And really, I think I'm I'm asking you, you know, how were you able to stay intentional? Was it certain questions that you would ask yourself and each other? Was it just um, an idea of how you you? Perceived this mission that you had and really what the audience wanted? And then how has that grown throughout your
0: journey with the content, the guests that you have on, et cetera? So, for the brands and the sponsors that we have, I mean, we have over 60 sponsors that we work with regularly that are brands that we love. And one of the things that I think really allowed us to be intentional was the fact that we were working full time for two years doing this. And because we had that income, and it took the pressure off the business, we could be intentional. We could be like, you know, of course we want the money, you know, want money all the time, but like we were able to choose like, this isn't a good fit and we don't need that money. You know, I've been at a place where I wasn't working full time and I was just blogging and I was tempted to take brand deals. And I probably did take brand deals that probably weren't that much of a fit for me, but I wanted the money. So. I think that that is really, really helpful to take the pressure off. You know, big magic, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this, taking the pressure off of your passion, even if you want it to turn into a business so that you're not taking brand deals that are unintentional. Mm. You know, we've taken things that maybe now we're like, yeah, that's kind of whack, but it worked at the time and we've just fine tuned it. So it doesn't mean you have to be perfect out, out of the gate and you don't have to be You know, working with your number one brand that you love so much from the beginning, um, whatever that brand may be, but just kind of fine tuning each time and checking in and being like, okay, is this still a fit for me? Is this still a fit for my audience? Does this feel good? Uh, And then from our guest perspective, that's really like a intuition thing. You know, we are very particular and it's an email may catch our eye and and we'll listen to that and be like, okay, you know, this pitch kind of, I actually read this pitch. It was something that I saw or we meet a lot of people at events. And a lot of times you put feelers out, you know, we're like, okay, we've had a lot of spiritual episodes lately. We kind of need to lighten it up. We need to have something that hits on X, Y, and Z and we'll go from there. But that's happened really naturally. And in that, I think, is very, very important to us as far as staying true to who we are, is making sure that our content and the guests are expected in a way where you know that they'll align to us, but then unexpected. And they will be people that you maybe have never heard of and you maybe have never heard from. Um, but that that's what makes us different. Mm.
1: I love what you just mentioned about it's people that you may have never heard of because I was just talking about this and I would love to know if it's the same for you guys. But if, if you looked at the top, 20 episodes of the influencer podcast. And of course you take in things like recency effect, right? Like obviously the podcast is more popular today than it was in its inception, Mm -hmm. but you kind of equate for that. The majority of our most popular podcasts are with guests that for the most part, the listener probably had never heard of before. It's not like this celebrity or this like big name. And a it's lot of times, true for us too. So true. yeah. I w- and I was wondering that because I think a lot of times what I hear from people is like, well, I want to start this or I want to do that. Or I would love to start a podcast, but I don't know anyone. I don't have anyone I can interview. I don't know. I don't live in LA and, and know all of these cool people. Um, and I just always kind of want to go and say, yeah, but my most popular episodes are our people are from by people, they just have really good stories and good content travels. I would love to get your perspective on that.
2: Yeah. I mean, we feel exactly the same way. Like a good story is is everything. And our and number
0: I, one downloaded I, episode, we're like, what? Yeah, true. I I, I kind of forget. <laughs> you could tell me. I'll tell you bit. later. It's literally <laughs> not, it's not crazy at all, but it's just, yeah. I wouldn't it's want like, to okay. ha- have our list have our guests compare. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, it's uh It's interesting, like, because what we found is that our, our listeners just want to see themselves and other people. And it doesn't mean like, you know, they're just like Joe Schma off the street, but it's like these people live their lives intentionally, have gone through, you know, really challenging times or are up against, you know, a really, you know, strong paradigm that they are trying to disrupt in a peaceful way that, you know, is shifting. Like we are in a time on this planet that is like, like sometimes I'm like, how am I living during this time? Mm. Meaning like it's, it's cool. Like Mm -hmm. there's just like major shifts, you know, happening socially, politically, you know? And I just like, I feel very lucky. And we're, we're looking for people who kind of are a part of those transitions and those shifts and, you know, anyone who can, you know, we're just so grateful that people feel comfortable enough to share openly and honestly about about what they've been through and, and what they're going through now and, and how they persevered and really created a life for themselves that is fulfilling and purposeful. Um, but yeah, it ranges. I mean, but what's so nice about like these big names and, you know, we talk about it all the time that like, I don't know what I thought of them before, right? Mm. But I always think like, well, they have like, you know, a full calendar every single day and they have an assistant and they have a publicist and they have this and that and they're they're very important as they are. But they come and sit down with us, you know, in our apartment studio (laughs) situation, right? And it's like, they're so present, Mm. you know? And like, that's what I remember most about them, that they're just so present with us for that hour, hour and a half. Mm. And so willing to share and connect and, and listen, you know, like most of them do not come with an agenda. It's just, they're willing to share.
0: I think too, like to the point of, you know, people that aren't in LA or aren't connected to people that they could have on their podcast or whatever it's, I see it as it's my job to make everyone interesting Mm. and everyone is interesting you know if you really get down to it and you ask them the right questions and you make them feel comfortable and you come with an intention to get a certain story or to have them share their story like you're a good podcast host if you are able to do a good interview Mm. and that's the thing is if you are stopping yourself with the belief that you are not in LA or in New York or connected to these people that you are could have on your podcast that are a big name, then you're never going to succeed because I'm obsessed with the craft. I'm obsessed with the making of the product. I'm obsessed with the process of creating a podcast of the questions of thinking creatively and curiously about someone's story. And that's what has been like my greatest love about it, you know? So it shouldn't be about the name. It's really about your personality and your curiosity, asking the questions to make it interesting. Mm. That's so
1: good. And it, and it's, I think that it's true with, with any piece of content really. I mean, that's, that's yes. what the the ones that really stand out. It comes from that place of like being curious, like authentically, like mm-hmm. interested in what someone else has to say. Yes. Um, what has surprised you the most about this journey and, and specifically, I want to, w- with your podcasting tour, um, because I find it fascinating. I mean, anyone can do a podcast tour, but anyone can't do a podcast tour as successfully and intentional as you both have been able to do. So what has surprised you? I think the, uh, the most about this journey when it comes to connecting with your audience in person and one-on-one
0: I think the
2: thing that surprised me the most is like, you know when we show up to these cities that we've never been to before, right? You know, we never really know what it's going to be like. Last year like the tour completely sold out in every city that we went to. And but more than that, it's just like when we get there, not only do these girls feel like they're our friends, but to like be a witness to them so quickly connecting with each other and then continuing that connection whether it's helping one another with their businesses whether it's you know doing girls nights you know being a part of the ambassador program and and doing the events like this idea that like they don't need us you know what I mean it's like it's like a weird thing where like I guess we kind of we started this we did and we our relationship and the way we, you know, uh, have conversations on the podcast and our brand and everything like kind of set the standard for, you know, the conversations and relationships they have, but then like they, they can go, they go and they do, you know what I mean? Like it's just a very, and they always like, you know, message us and send us pictures from like, yeah, we met up as a group. Like it was amazing. Like we met at your event, you know, but, but from there, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a very beautiful thing that like, I never expected would happen. I never expected that I would be a part of, you know, like my relationship with women has like completely transformed since, since starting the podcast.
1: Mm. It's a very community driven podcast. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, tell me more about the upcoming tour. Mm. Where are you going to be? What's happening?
0: What's happening? (laughs) Well, so we were on tour last year. We did 15 cities, I think. This year we're going to do Go International. So we're going to Melbourne and Sydney and London. And then we will be in Philly, New York, Chicago, San Fran. We'll be ending in L.A. with a big theater show. We have Austin, um, Nashville, Miami, Denver, D.C., And I think that might be it, Mm -hmm. but we're going to have that launch in, um, in, you know, a few weeks time and that will have all the information. And each of those events will be a unique curated experience that we will have our ambassadors be a part of. So they're going to help us connect with brands that are in the local communities that we can highlight. And it's just going to be awesome. I mean, Lindsay and I, you know, are very lucky to be in the place where we can, hold space and set the intention for women to connect. And and like Lindsay said, they can do it. So it's really just us holding, having the container. You know, they're of course, they're excited to see us and meet us, but it's more us creating the container for them to go off and have their own communities where they are and connect with people that they love where they are. Um, so it's been the most beautiful process. It is so much work. Like people think doing one event is hard. Try doing 15 events in cities you've never been to coordinating with sponsors like me and Lindsay busted our ass last year I thought I was going to die when we had our last event in Vancouver I was like yo I never want to do this again (laughs) literally I'm like here you are I'm literally (laughs) sweating and I'm like I'm never ready fully because Mm -hmm. we have to put everything together I'm like moving flowers around I'm like worried about the music but then we see people and we're like oh I would do this over a hundred times 100 billion times yeah it was chock full of learning for sure Mm. and that's with anyone out there
2: that's like doing something for the first time, whether it's events, whatever it is, it's like, it's so painful because like, there's so much learning happening and it's like keeping track of like what you're learning and how to do it better next time is a little bit overwhelming. I think the number one thing for us is like, we've expanded the team. So like, you know, we're able to, you know, distribute responsibility so that like, we're not, you know, sweaty and half ready when people are walking in the door, you know, we're, we'll always be hands on, but I mean, it's, we learned a lot. We learned a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. When you can only do so much,
2: yeah. like, you know, and we want to be the best for them when they walk in, right. you know what I mean? And just really grounded yeah. we don't and peaceful. be
0: worried peaceful. about the sound system. And right. Yeah. And like, you like, the shouldn't
1: sounds have not... to be. Yeah. You know, <laughs>
0: well, yeah. we did, we also paid our dues. It's like we, we were, you did it. We did it, Right. And now you don't have yeah, to yeah. anymore. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, speaking of learning and that process, I would love to talk tactical for a moment. Um, you guys are great at this. I mean, you've built a podcast from the ground up literally with nothing but a dream and some mics. Um, you have done a podcast tour. Um, if somebody wants to learn this process from you both, is there a way to do that? And if so, how?
0: You're a little genius. You're a little plugger. Yeah, a little plugger. (laughs) Publicist. Yes, honestly. So, um, yeah, so Lindsay and I had so many people asking us how to start a podcast, how to grow a podcast. When we started, they were big, but definitely not as big as they are now. They are huge right now. They're having a moment, and we are loving it because it's a medium that I – am obsessed with. And so we wanted, so I created an ebook a while ago, probably like a year ago, maybe longer to for people that wanted, you know, here's basically the tools you need, the technical, um, how to put it on iTunes tips for when you're launching marketing it, branding it, monetizing it, all of that. So the ebook had everything in there. And then we realized that wasn't enough and the missing component was a community part with a course. And the missing component was everything else that we were using. So Mm -hmm. the media kit for pitching sponsors, the pitch templates to pitch sponsors, the Instagram templates for our stories and As a last thing on that, when Lindsay and I were starting, there was no resources. Mm -hmm. No one had, there was no resources available. We made it all up. We did it all up on our own. So we wanted to create like a hub, a place where if people wanted to create a podcast or wanted to grow their podcast or wanted to monetize their podcast, they could find everything that we've used. So on yourpodcastpro.com, that's Y-O-U-R, podcastpro.com, we have everything there. Uh, the ebook and then the templates and then the course is going to be a digital offering available in the next couple months. So people could buy that and go through that at their leisure uh, to learn more about launching and doing a podcast. Amazing. I love that. Um, what do you think is
1: the biggest, I guess I want to say, um, cause I know we've talked a little bit about challenges, but what is the biggest obstacle when it comes to creating creating a podcast strategy if you will and then and then sharing that with the consumers who want to consume it and where i'm going with this is i'm thinking because when you said like we, we didn't know anything i remember that as well i remember starting a podcast and thinking like I guess what I'm Googling is stuff that like a bunch of dudes from like the radio land Mm, in 1997, like put on Google and this is all I have. Mm. So is there a little bit of like an education piece that has to happen or anything there that you think in order for the audience to know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do this. I can, I can show up to this. I can invest in this and I'm going to learn what I need to know and be able to run with it. Mm,
0: That's a good point. You know, because I think that people see podcasting and because it's just talking mm. that people have an assumption that it isn't as much work. And I don't think Lindsay and I are necessarily good examples of how much work it is because I think, or I I am not because I'm not putting in a normal amount of work. Like what I'm doing is, is not necessarily what someone else should be doing. And I think everyone else has their own work capacity or work style Um, but podcasting is a lot more work than people think. So I would really have a think about how you would fit this into your workflow now. And I think when Lindsay and I started, we recorded for five months without releasing anything. So this really helped us to understand how much we could do, what we, what it would be like. And we just didn't have pressure on it. So it's like, if you're like, okay, I want to launch in three weeks and I want to do this, then you might not give yourself the opportunity to build it and then launch it and then have it grow, you might like already lose steam because you've been busting your ass for three weeks and you're not seeing the outcome. And that's the second piece is not being attached to the outcome. So, you know, almost 30 is bigger than anything I could have ever dreamed, but I didn't have an attachment to what it was going to be. I, every time a brand deal came in or something came in, I was so grateful, but I was never like, okay, I want it to be making X amount which I am now, but I never had an attachment to the outcome at that point until recently when we're really thinking strategically about the business. So I allowed it to grow as naturally as it could have been.
1: Mm.
2: And to just being like, you know, this is, this is a creative process, right? And like you do, like Krista said, just kind of have to like allow for the time to let it form, you know, and the idea will evolve. Just know that like if you're starting a podcast, it is going to change over time. So like, if you're waiting for it to be exactly what you want it to be, I'd say like, don't wait any longer, just start to produce content. doesn't mean you have to release right away, but at least like saying it out loud, having these conversations, because I do think there's an energetic something that happens when you start to, to do right. And like, then you're getting kind of this feeling, energy feedback that's like, oh, that felt like that, that felt really good or that didn't feel good. That wouldn't normally happen if it was just in your head. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I could think about shit all day long, but until I'm podcasting it or I'm singing it, am I like, oh my God, that's really good. Right? Like, so I do think, you know, playing, like just being playful about it. Um, especially in the beginning, is super, super important um, to producing something that is unique to you. Because I think, and what we've seen is like a lot of people just look to other podcasts and be like, okay, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it that way. You know, well, you know two hosts, we're going to talk about this. They talk about this. You know what I mean? Which is fine. Listen, we're all copiers of something at some point formulas you know are good what I mean it's great yeah I love a formula mm-hmm. but I do think you kind of need to make room for like okay so like this is coming from me like what is unique about me mm. and what is unique about what I believe in and my points of view that I can bring to the podcast and kind of shake it up a little bit because I think then people will be like well yeah I listen to so-and-so and like they're kind of like them but she's like She has like a little bit of an edge and she kind of brings this to it. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being like, well, yeah, all these podcasts are kind of the same. And I kind of dabble in all of them. Right. Mm -hmm. Like just to have that uniqueness, I think is important.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I love that you touched on um, just kind of the misconceptions a little bit about it, um, that it's just talking. Um,
0: I guess there are some podcasts maybe that just yeah. talk. Some definitely do like, yeah. you know, and that's amazing. If you are a talent, you walk into a network, they help you, they do everything for yes. you and mm-hmm. you get to sit down that
1: do that. Yep. Totally. It's amazing. And it's awesome. Totally. Um,
0: but like this to, is like, a business life hard. <laughs> 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 well, and this is
1: your business, yeah. you know, it's like you, and I think that's another interesting thing with podcasting right now. Um, and I, we see it more in podcasting than we ever saw it in blogging, but you kind of have two sides. You have, you have people like us who, this is a part of our business. This is our business. This is like, this is our brand, you mm-hmm. know, and then you have talent that are just like doing it now because they, it's fun and it's exciting. And, and and maybe they, you know, they love it just as much as we do, but it's just like this other thing for talent to do. And so I think that there needs to also be a distinction as well for people listening is like, if you, if you want a podcast just to say that you're a podcaster, then you don't really want a podcast. Like if you want to be a podcaster, then sit down and start doing it. It's kind of like people who are like, I want to be a writer. It's like, well, do you want to be a writer? or You just want to be known for being a writer. Um, I just trust too, that like, you know, people
2: who are just doing it to say that they're a podcaster, that it like won't last, that people won't really, I think they'll listen to it because they're like, Oh, I want to see so-and-so from the bachelor talk you know, or he'll listen to him talk, right? Right. Which is great, but I just don't know, unless they're doing it different, which I haven't seen yet, right? that it's not going to have much sticking power. Right. You know what I mean? So like good on them and like, that's great because I think everyone should do what they want and express themselves how they want. But I just don't know if the passion isn't there, if it's going to last. This space is like growing by the day Mm -hmm. and you're going to get lost Mm
1: -hmm. you know if you don't have that fire for sure and i think that's that's just a great reminder of that um let's talk about what's to come this year what are you guys most excited for i mean obviously the tour you have the program which is just so genius it's like there's not one so Mm -hmm. yay yeah (laughs) now there is we're the
0: julie solomon of (laughs) 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 as you should be um (laughs)
1: it's gonna, you're, it's gonna, it's so amazing. I'm so excited for it. Um, what else for you
0: guys? Just our team, you know, so we have Kayla, who's our first full time. We have Chloe, who's, who's part-time. We have Shara, who's part-time and we have Tiffany who's part-time. So just figuring out and like working within this community of women that are all focused on the same mission and that are all different and that have all different skill sets and that have all different Feelings And that have all different goals and that have all different ideas and emotions is just such an interesting and beautiful thing that we're really working with. So for me, it's like really figuring out how to be better, you know, for every conversation and be more um, thoughtful and just be um, a better manager and a better leader, you know, for the team is really exciting to me. And then, you know, to see where things grow and change. And especially with your podcast pro, like I cannot, I like lose sleep over it. I just want to like work on it and I want to get it out into the world. And I just feel so passionately about podcasting as a medium and I want to help as many people as I can. So I know that we have something there and I really am excited to like fully put the digital offering out into the world. It's going to be amazing.
2: Um, yeah, all of those things. And I, I'm excited to like, just continue to do things differently within the space, you know, as a team, like we're just, you know, we're having these really exciting, some conversations and then really hard conversations. And I'm just excited to do it different and inspire other people to like, stick to their guns, do it different, follow their heart, like, you know, listen to their gut instinct um, and just like always remember that, you know, cause we're, we're doing it and you know, we haven't fallen off track in that way, but, um, that doesn't mean we're not tempted sometimes like by shiny objects and numbers and dollar signs. Right. So it's like always remembering how we want to, I don't know, like the impact we want to make, you know, it's like, what do we leave? Like, you know, yes, of course the money is a part of it, but it's like we don't want to sell out. We don't want to, you know, just be under someone else's umbrella and like make them a lot of money. Granted, it will always happen. We'll have collaborations and we want people to rise with us too. Like that is super important to us in our partnerships, but there's just, I think we're going to be doing it differently. So just committing to that.
1: I love that. Um, okay. Before we wrap this up, I got to know a couple more things. Um, when you started this, you were almost 30.
0: Now that you're 30, Mm -hmm. what have you learned? That, you know, for me, I just am, I was, I was here all along, Mm -hmm. you know, in the whole journey. Even when I was little, I was like home for Christmas or something. I was looking at these little things I wrote to my mom and it was like about aliens. Like I was literally like, if there's aliens here, I hope they're okay. And all this stuff. And like, just thinking about myself throughout the years, like I was always there, but I never really acknowledged or honored that, you know, I was always trying to fit into some box or, you know, be a certain way for a certain type of person and, um, you know, whatever that was, but I just am so thankful that I finally have like found and recognized myself, like the person within me, not the, you know, blogger, not the work girl working in corporate, not the girlfriend, not the whatever. It's like I finally have me mm-hmm.
1: it's beautiful it is it's amazing, powerful um
2: i I've just been like I think I've learned to just be really, really patient and kind to myself, and you know, this is a completely new thing that I'm doing and The business part of it especially is so new to me and just you know I'm so grateful that Krista has that background so I can really learn from her in that way and and but throughout the process knowing that I'm going to make mistakes and that like you know I'm going to have some awkward times and just being really so much kinder to myself than I have been like you know in my early 20s when it was always about like I had to change and I had to get better and you know, just being compassionate for that girl, you know, always, because there's always just a part of us that is working from like a fear or trauma when we're, you know, that happened when we're little and it's like, okay, like, you know, sitting her down and just being like, everything's okay. Like, you know, you can trust like the way you're feeling, things like that. Just being a bit more I talked about this on another podcast, but it's like mothering yourself in that way. Like just filling any needs or voids and, and, and being able to slow down enough to be like, okay, what do you really need? How do you feel? You know, how can we like
0: make you feel better?
1: Mm -hmm. What does influence mean to you?
0: I guess taking your gifts and. Honoring the gifts that you've been given by source, God, universe, whatever, and showing them off, you know, and like letting people know that it's okay to acknowledge those and be grateful for those and others will in turn, you know, be inspired to honor their gifts too. Um, but then it's also living in a community where we recognize that we are part of a community and we're all part of something and we're all here And each connection and each interaction with someone could be more meaningful than, you know, I think we give it credit.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think it is that interconnectedness, like knowing that if you are consider yourself an influencer and everyone can be whether you're on the Internet or not. But it's like knowing that, like, it's like a, a loop of energy. It's not just like an output. It's like, okay, so when I put that out there, I'm receiving this and they're receiving this and giving, you know what I mean? Like just kind of recognizing both sides of what is happening when you quote unquote influence people, you know, I'm being aware of that. And I think, you know, you see a lot of like famous, famous influencers now or celebrities mainly where it's like, I don't know if they're really realizing that there's like a 10 year old on the other side of the screen Mm -hmm. being like, I'm gonna dress like them, or I'm gonna do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that's a little petty. But uh, you know, the example is just highlighting that like we need to be aware of like who our audience is and who's listening. Mm-hmm. You know, because they could also influence our content. Like, they are influencers too. It's like both sides are influencers. Yes. Oh,
1: that's great. I love that. Both sides. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, it is. It's that exchange of energy.
2: Totally. Yes.
1: Um, okay, so where can everyone find you? And stalk you and buy your amazing podcast program and meet you on tour.
0: Where can they get all that, all that information? (laughs) iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Almost 30 Podcast. Basically wherever podcasts, you can, you can find podcasts. Um, Almost 30 Podcast website. You can find every, anything about tour, all of that information. And then yourpodcastpro.com. That's Y-O-U-R, com. You can find resources for podcasters if you're new or if you're seasoned. And then Almost 30 Podcasts on Instagram. We're pretty active on Instagram. And then I'm 100blog, H-U-N-D-R-E-D, blog on Instagram. And I'm at Lindsey Um, Lindsay with an E-Y-S-I-M-C-I-K.
2: And we also just uh, launched our Almost 30 Nation Instagram. Good one. So we have like our... Um, the ambassador program, we're highlighting ambassadors and the meetups and just, you know, creating another touch point for our community to get to know others um that they could connect with, meet up with. Um, and then our secret Facebook group on Facebook, Secret Almost 30 podcast group is, you know, just a place, I think like a highlight for me on the internet where, you know, I don't really go on the internet a ton when it comes to like As opposed to what I used to do. And I usually go to our Facebook group first. Um, We're having really funny, insightful,
1: supportive conversations in there, so... I love Facebook groups. Aren't they the best? Yeah. Bomb!
0: I love giving Facebook all the personal information about my life a Facebook group, <laughs> <laughs> so then then I can target you with my ads. True,
1: true, hundred. Oh, ladies, thank you so so we much. We love you. you. We love you. I yeah, love amazing. you so much. <laughs> um, this has been great. Um, so obviously, if you're listening, you know the drill. Please screenshot this episode, share it on Instagram stories, tag me, tag them. And let us know your biggest takeaway or aha from today's episode, because you know that we love to see those screenshots. We're going to write you back. We're going to share those on our stories too. So can't wait. Love that. Can't wait. Love y'all. Thank you. Love y'all. <laughs> All right, that is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at the Influencer Podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right, I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Next time on the Influencer Podcast. In terms of
0: taking the first step to becoming a speaker, it's really understanding that when you decide to talk about the important ideas, the important, what, what matters to you and that you can make a difference in the world. That's the first step. And once you understand that and really dig into that, then your fear will drop away. Your desire will overpower it and you'll find a way to get onto that stage. stage.